Hey, this is Sparker Madness Podcast. I'm uh, Matt. That's Ben. That's Aaron. Well, I mean, that is Ben. That is Ben. That is Ben. We need like a over uh, a voiceover to in like a Cockney accent. Fuzzy wobbles. What are you? <laughs> what are you doing there, brother? <laughs> I didn't know you, brother, sir. You're mugging for the camera, brother. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you did it. All for the joke. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Hey, so this is uh, if this is the first time watching or listening to we're a movie podcast that we talk about a movie. And at the very end, we give it a number out of ten what we thought about it. Um, last week we did Taxi Driver. Uh, Lots of fun, uplifting movie. Very, yes. very positive. And um, we did another one this week. Uh, both though were this one's called Taxi Rider. Taxi, <laughs> taxi Driver Two is actually what we're doing. Taxi Rider. And then the next one is Taxi oh, Driver Tokyo don't Drift. Cut to me, <laughs> <laughs> then the the sequel to that yeah. is the Taxi or the Driver yeah. or Two Taxi yeah. Two Driver. <laughs> Are the the taxiing? <laughs> the rock doesn't come until the fifth one. Uh, <laughs> are, are the are the one that uh, starred uh, Ricardo Montalban? You tax me. Sorry, we if we were more cultured, we would have understood yeah, that. Sorry, make it a Fast and Furious joke, then I'll, I'll pay attention. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Last week we did Taxi Driver. It was a net, it was the movie on Netflix that you know. It, on a lot of uh, people's best movies ever type of list, and so yeah, and, and, you know, we chose to do it. This week we're doing a similarly kind of deranged movie that was from Netflix. Uh, Same time for frame, similar reasons, mm -hmm. and uh, so we're just gonna run it back. Uh, and who hadn't seen it? Was it you, Ben? It was I. Wow. Okay, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Uh, so this week is a Clockwork Orange. Ben, give uh, give the people a rundown for the movie if they haven't seen oh, it. Let me let me get your effect ready, buddy. Hold on. All right. Are you ready, Ben? Mm -hmm. Okay. A, A clockwork, clockwork orange. <laughs> Keep going. Squeezes the life. No. <laughs> <laughs> A snake get I Let's see how snick like I can be. Looks like I got the effect wrong. Let me fix that. Uh, there we go. Let me fix it. And you're good. A clockwork orange is a 1971 dystopian crime film adapted, produced, and directed by Stanley Kubrick based on Anthony Burgess' novel A Clockwork Orange. It employs disturbing, violent images to com- to comment to- to he- to he- the <laughs> <laughs> oh, it to, took me a second to get that. <laughs> sorry. Um, to comment on psychology. Psych, psychology? That's psycho. I'm tired. Tom Cruise would love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it stars Alex Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> the central character is charismatic, antisocial delinquent, who's interested... Uh, it's a it's a fucked up movie. <laughs> it's a fuck <laughs> Can we keep it short? <laughs> I'm just not on my on my point. That was the worst one. Yet. <laughs> it was. Just, that was like the one I tried to give Aaron, and he just was like, "No, no thanks." A Clockwork Orange was a box office success in the United States. It, it grows, doesn't matter. It grows more than twenty six million <laughs> on a conservative budget of two point two million. That's interesting, correct? 
what I thought was, it was critically <laughs> acclaimed and was nominated for several awards, including the Academy Award for Best Picture. However, it wasn't as good as the Care Bears uh, <laughs> Wonderland movie. Glad you're keeping it in perspective. <laughs> Far inferior film. <laughs> um, no bears in this movie. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> the film... Chron- <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you've really given them I think the I'm overview. Too, I'm too tired. And uh, yes, I'm Stanley Kubrick is too smart for me. He <laughs> <laughs> blows my brain. It's actually not that complicated it's of an overarching plot. It's, it's not as deep as movie. It's, it's sort of dystopia, but it's about main character Alex, who's Mark McDowell. Who is uh, Alex? How old is he? At one point, I thought they said he was fourteen. He's, he's high school age. Oh, he's older. Well, maybe he's nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. High school. He's definitely still in school because yeah. he mentioned how he was skipping school at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yeah. He's uh, a young man. Basically, in the book, he's supposed to be like fourteen. I think. Okay. I think that's what they said, or maybe that was they the were referencing. He's been doing that since fourteen. But yes. anyway, he's a uh, extremely violent crazy individual who has a gang He's an evil human being they do we'll talk about all the different things they do and, and they show in this movie uh and eventually he gets caught eventually he uh goes through kind of this experimental uh rehabilitation program that's basically if you aversion therapy in short yeah if you're familiar if you're familiar if you want to connect the dots between something if you haven't seen this that you may be aware of it's the scene where his eyes are held open while he's forced to watch Horrible things in front of him. So, aversion therapy. Yeah, they give right? him a, a drug to make him feel sick and then make him watch awful things. Yep. To condition him to not like yeah. awful things. And, uh, yeah, and then it's kind of like a uh, come up and kind of tail through the rest of it. Uh, and we can talk about the end. But that's essentially the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Ben, having never seen this movie, I guess this is our uh, spoiler part of it, having never seen it before, uh, what was your gut reaction afterwards? It's good. Yeah, it's a good movie. What are you, Robert De Niro interviewing? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty good. It was fun. It was fun. It was nice. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I guess you're you're really. We were talking on the way over here. I've been because I recommended this. You've been on a Kubrick kick, though. I've been a coup uh, a coup coup kick a coup prick. Kubrick kick. You've, Keep trying. You've been on a. <laughs> <laughs> does this does this <laughs> add to the the Kubrick yeah, love I mean, or does it kind no, of does it did it surprise you at all in no, any way? No, okay, because I I've heard about it for a while. Okay, uh, it did surprise me because actually I know I did the it did it did the like the plot the story kind of was interesting. I didn't know it was going to take a turn of like fucking up. Like you feel sympathy for this terrible human being. You, you like I don't know if I would call it sympathy. No, but like, uh, yeah, you I don't think feel that's ultimately the lesson, though, is what he has to go through yeah, is that technique. However, you which is which the preacher frowned upon. Preacher is the one who says like the lesson of the whole film. Like, is, like yeah. the whole message of the film is like, you know, he has no control. The, choice is what makes someone good. You know, not not conditioning to make him restrained from it. You know, but 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 it's also an interesting how. Look at nobody cares. No one really cares about him at all. No. And, and well, like, and he burned so many bridges. Yeah. The, and he, I mean, he's a terrible human being. He's a, he's a monster. Or, and they showed you all of it. They set it up like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. 
it was. And it starts with that opening shot, which Ben was mimicking. Like, the very opening shot is like, oh, he's just like yeah. glaring at you. And you zoom out and see this weird milk bar. Yeah, they, yeah. they put drugs in the milk and people drink them and uh, they have yeah. a good time. It's a Everything naked statue. Do you know what the words were? Yeah, the whole movie was kind of that way. Hmm. The words? The words on, like, that were painted in the, the, words on the wall. The, <laughs> the, like, 70s letters. You mean psychedelic letters? Psychedelic, yeah. yeah. I didn't look up what any of that said. Neither did I. But but um, the one shot I really did like that, I was like, oh, that was so cool. I, I when they when they were in the shadows and come out in the, the very beginning. Yeah, I wrote that. I thought yeah. that was such a cool shot because I didn't. I rewind it, rewound it, and oh, they're they're there the whole time. I didn't see them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they pop out. I know. I thought like there was a digital dissolve or something, but no, they're just sitting there. For which very good shot the when they show up in the abandoned the like, abandoned building yeah, yeah I really like oh that shot. for the like rape scene yeah <laughs> intense rape and fight yeah and um, did you know Darth Vader was in this movie yeah I knew no I'm, I didn't I'm a cool guy so I knew you, you didn't know Darth Vader was not cool the big guy who was carrying the wheelchair at the end David Prowse oh that's that that's was Darth oh Vader. I didn't know that. yeah oh, Darth okay. Vader David Prowse cool yeah. you know Darth Vader's in another Stanley Kubrick movie. No. James Earl Jones is in uh, Doctor Strange Love. Oh, uh, I did. Yeah, I did know that actually. Well, yeah. we didn't know which Darth Vader you meant. That's true. I thought well, you were going to do. That's, that's why. I, was, oh. you know. I think we're having stream issues. Little the connection is not looking good. But uh, continue, boys. Okay. Hopefully, we're our fine. We're audio's fine. good. All right. It's the government. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron, when um, so you had watched this before, right? You've seen it. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I I have seen it, but it's been a long time. The last time I watched it, it was a late high school, early college. On a rewatch, I guess. What uh, were there any like scenes that maybe you forgot about that really stood out on the second time, or um... no? But I I can explain something a little bigger. Uh, I had always read like film analysis on this, and I I didn't put all the the pieces together when I was younger. Like, I, I felt like I understood them a little bit, but now I'm getting them more. Can I... You understand? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, if you have it, please. I was going to make a joke. Please. It's gone. If it's gone. Well, it's gone. We'll move on. It's... Yeah. The big picture of the movie is uh, systems of control and how we enforce them in various ways. And uh, one little visual thing you'll find a lot is triangles, or at least triangular formations. And you'll find Alex at different points of that triangular formation indicating where he is mm. in society at different points. Like in the, the opening pa- uh, pullout shot, he's at the top of the pyramid. Yes. And then in the, like the jail, when, he's, when they're on the, walking around in a circle in the, the yard there, he's at the bottom. So it, it has interesting little things like that I, yeah. that I didn't quite pick out when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it, it adds a lot, but it adds something. I think it's an interesting movie. There's another shot I like to... Um... Can you pull your microphone down, Ben? Not, not getting a good signal on you. Not not that far. There's another show that I like <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> uh, there's another shot I like, too, was um, uh, the wide shot in the, in the record store. And you got the natural uh, lens flares, but obviously lit that knowing that everything has to be perfectly lit running around with natural lights, you know. There was a... cool. Well, uh, that shot, it was like the the tracking shot, right? It was a tracking shot, but I actually think it's... I think he was using a... um, I mean, the lens was definitely pretty wide. I don't know if Steadicam had been invented at that point. It did, because they used it for... uh, They used it for... um, uh, 
2001, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. they use something like that. Yeah, look, look it up. Well, in the meantime, uh, that that scene is pretty interesting because everything's... It seems like the architecture and everything here was designed to make you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a very cramped space. And all the architecture in the city is very, like, modern and, and sort of depressing. There's, like, a lot of debris and stuff everywhere, too. Oh, like, yeah. Debris. Debris, yeah. Debris, right. It's just like there are like wrong. fourteen, fifteen Debras running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there was Steadicam used. Yeah, they used the Steadicam. I mean, the whole the whole movie is shot phenomenally well. I, I mean, not just from like a the you know, there are certain scenes where you know he's looking up to convey. I'm thinking of the jail cell when I think you mentioned it when uh, they just beat him up and then the parole officer guy we were just talking about the yes that guy. Comes in and sees him. He was him. like a Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like kind of looming over him. Yeah. Well, There's if you bu- were that fed up with your 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 kid you were taking care of, you'd act like that too. Well, yeah. It. I mean, just simple techniques like that make every kind of moment in the movie. Like, I'm also thinking of the scene, not even during the like the eyeballs torture part, but it's one of those first shots where they show all of the scientists sitting in the back just watching him. Mm-hmm. And just the angle and the lighting of that makes it seem so like it it kind of starts to Ben's point earlier about how you start to feel bad for him. They're, like he's trying to communicate how those characters are also kind of creepy and weird, like menacing. Nobody a bit. is perfectly adjusted in this movie, it seems. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, it's such an interesting thought experiment. The whole like the priest is like he has no choice and that's what makes us you. But then there's all of the when the the prime minister whatever that guy's name is uh nothing was done with good motives of, i would uh, say minister of like home, yeah i mean y- like when you're living in a like all of his rationales like we're going to save money we're going to rehabilitate people blah, blah, blah. like it gives you, you both dodge sides of it you can dodge a uh, like, back to the the <laughs> 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 that almost got through Without us noticing it. <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> but it, it all goes back to systems of control because Alex and various other things are all just used for political power and public opinion. Yeah, which is yes, where the movie which ends, the end. which is what is awesome. Well, he was being used for turn. public opinion before that, too, mm-hmm. just in the other direction. Yeah. So it's it's all through the movie. And that shot that they have, the older guy that figured, first of all, wait. Don't sing Sting in the Rain. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't, you idiot. Well, that was years ago. I know, but the, the shot that he had of that, him going like insane. Yeah, that was. It was, the, a, it was a, the same shot he used for. Uh, the progenitor of The Shining, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, it was, was The Shining before this? No, The Shining was almost 10 years yeah. later. So he did the same shot with. Um, what's his name going mad? Um, Say it. Oh, oh, uh, um, Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. When uh, under the he, the under, Golden Bear yeah. it was in The Shining. Yeah, golden, okay. <laughs> the Golden Bear. <laughs> I'm playing the joke. <laughs> it's interesting how he he shot movies in this era, and it's it's not even just him, but the way movies were shot then, and especially the way he did them, they were like hyper real. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, a great way to put it. Very mun- yeah. almost mundane the way they're shot. It's like more real than real. There is the line. Yeah, it's, it's it's not like it doesn't feel it's interesting cuz it's like like you said it's hyper real but real but it's not like every little thing. I mean, it's polished and and good but it's not it seems like you said it seems like a real way of 
looking at this. Well, it, and I think it's part so of it, stylized that it's not stylized. Well, I think part yeah. of it is like there's so many details. The for one, this the script, the acting, the sets, like all of that's very good. The lighting, the the actual cinematography is great. But he lets every scene breathe. Like the reason you can take in so much information is because you're not you can absorb the whole room and the whole experience rather than cut 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 through this whole conversation. You know, I, I have a question about there's so many Kub- long scenes in Kubrick. Here. You know, Orson Welles when he he you know, he was notorious of not wanting to work with anybody and do his way and stuff. Uh-huh. And he did that very early on and he, and he got ousted for it. He only made a few movies and one in particular Citizen Kane. And he never got back into Hollywood. You know, they kicked him out. He was blackball, whatever. You know, he had this whole trying to make movies, but he just was difficult to work with because he was so controlling. He wanted to control the whole process. But Kubrick is that process. But he, but he, he's the same way. But he, for somehow, has a he had a better standing with the the studios and mm-hmm. stuff that they went towards him and let him do stuff in England. You know, and and it's like how. I wonder if Orson Welles got this. But Orson Welles admired uh, Stanley Kubrick a lot. You know, I, I've, I've read some things that Perhaps he Perhaps they were difficult in different ways. Like, not all difficulty is created equal. No, that's true. But uh, but once, you know, like, I guess because Citizen Kane didn't do well at box office because of... Oh, yeah. I would say always follow the money. And I think because he was more commercially successful is probably why he got away with... Like, yeah, I mean, he did Kubrick Spartacus was, and he didn't... Like, that wasn't his film. Kubrick was like a an, an advertising photographer before he made, made movies and stuff. So he understood, like, industry. So it was um, um, Hitchcock, I think. He worked in advertising. Really? Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But Admin. but uh, but it's interesting because he was very difficult. He was very controlling, very difficult. But man, what he was so obsessed. He's I've, I've been on a kick with him just in general about his um, you know his shot ratio. He Are you t- talking about Orson Welles? No, I'm on I'm on Kub- okay, Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. No, Kubrick. Yeah. Uh, Orson Welles. He, you know, <laughs> Different he, beast. He wasn't uh, like he, he or, or Orson Welles was probably more economical sure. than Kubrick. Kubrick. Kubrick was the ends justify the means. Yeah, he just <laughs> OCD mm-hmm. to the point where he did sixty takes. They said they let. They said like there was only four takes of of what's his name Darth Vader mm-hmm. t- carrying the the, the wheelchair t- t- down. He said, "Well, that's that's really low for uh, for Kubrick. So yeah. He was lucky." <laughs> You know, <laughs> have some more wine. I mean, I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. How many there, times? Somebody, a, how many times someone get kicks in the balls? Yeah. In, in this, how there's many takes her though. There's an under, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> seriously. Yeah, that, yeah, that's. I mean, seriously, like sixty <laughs> times. <coughs> I wouldn't say it's sixty every shot, but you know, it's like on average about sixty. Before we go to the night, I do. There was it's kind of a meta th- comment, but it was really good for the scene where he starts to you know realize what he's watching. Mm. Uh, the bad things are affecting him, and he's feeling sick. But it kind of goes to what Aaron was saying about just even this movie seems hyper real. There was the line about because there's narration all the way through, by the way, which I thought was an interesting choice for this i'd be curious to know what you guys think but he says funny how colors of the real world only seem real on the screen and that's when he started to like tip over and it's like oh geez now i'm realizing now what i'm watching was what i was doing i'm not sure if that i'm not sure what to make of how he says that because i don't know if it's meant to speak to his being so detached from what we consider to be reality yeah i don't know that's what i was gonna say but um what did you guys think of the narration all the way through? I thought that I forgot that was part of it. I thought it, it helped, but I actually it was had, adequate. I actually put it on subtitles because I couldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, do you not speak British? I do not. Oh well. Well, at some point, at the very beginning, like, hey, brother. 
Well, some of the words they, they were using are like Dr. Seuss. Yeah. This movie is... <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like, it's like, what, what the wuzzles ben, are this movie whizzling. is very unique in that it employs a, a, a made-up <laughs> dialect of yeah. uh, the dystopian future. Where Was they, that in the book, do you think? Yeah, they, they've, they've fused a bunch of languages together for their own slang in the mm. book. And they kind of employed that here because at some point he loses the slang in, in prison and stuff. He's it's more like a more standard yes. thing. Uh, I forget what they call the slang, but it has a name, and there's a lot of Russian in there. Hmm. Like horror show is is uh, well, it's almost the same. Horror show is Russian Ratio. for good. Oh. The in the in and outy or what, what did he call it? The in and out, in and out, in out, in out. The old in out, the old in out. Like the when he says, uh, when he says for someone to vidi something, style. he means look. Mm. Yes, as in video. And what do you do with video? You look at it. Aaron, do you speak bocce? Uh, of course, like it's, it's like a second language to me. Mm. Good. <laughs> do you do you play bocce? Yes, I have Italian friends. <laughs> you speak bocce? <laughs> oh, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> look at the Polina. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look up what <laughs> they call <laughs> that <laughs> dialect. Uh, do you have something to fill the air while I look this up, man? Susical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna lift l- list off a handful of like. So there are two. Basically, two rape scenes in this movie that they show a lot. They call of. it NADSAT. There's a, <laughs> there's the 28 minute sped up. That's not rape sex though. scene. No, no, that's no. I'm this I'm saying in addition to the two. There's Did they really the, have sex or was it like hump dry humping? You tell me. I don't me. think they did. No. Kubrick was like, so. it needs to be real. real. The, <laughs> I <laughs> thought you were a method actor. <laughs> Take 103. <laughs> he's like, Mouse McDowell. He's like, like yes. oh, so tired, brother, sir. He's so, like, you tyrant. <laughs> Look what you make me do. Yeah. This is it's so the, difficult. It's the snoo snoo all over again. There's the. Yeah. Seriously. There's the scene with the. The uh, <laughs> The mind is willing, but the body is weak. <laughs> but the flesh is spongy and bruised. Yeah. <laughs> Futurama references. Uh, there's the scene where he goes back to his house and he has a snake in his snake in his drawer. There's a snake in my drawer. Yeah. Was it was it named Basil? I forget. Yeah, I it's something it like that. Yeah. yeah. And the then basilisk. they have the like dancing naked Jesus statues. Yeah. Um. There's also so there's all there's they beat up a homeless guy. There's a lot of like. Uh, violence kind of at the start that all culminates into the last one, which we were joking about all the way over here with the the cat yoga cat lady. Yeah, uh, where they break in with the giant like penis statue. Hey, that's a that's a that's a piece of art. Do not disrespect. So it. I have a question, Aaron. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of uh, low angle shots. Sure. And the the cinema cameras are huge. You know, it was notorious for. To get that low, that you know, in um, Citizen Kane, which no one shot that low, yeah, that he had to dig a hole in the studio in sure. order to get the camera down there. What kind of camera was he using to get those shots in the in this? Because those are real locations and stuff. That he I would shot. imagine it's pretty standard. I mean, it was it a smaller camera that only shot a little bit of film. I mean, I, I, I'm curious about like I'm not sure of what cameras were in vogue at the time. Yeah, because it couldn't be a regular standard one. Mm. I mean, should, I'm low. sure they come in many sizes. Yeah. Well, he I mean, he knew what he was doing. He yeah, was, of course. He was the cameraman half the time. I wouldn't put it past him to get a, 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 a jackhammer out there to put a hole in some concrete yeah. and fill it up afterward. Yeah. Because he would spend 
at least a day <clears throat> setting up each shot. Do you know who's kind of like him is that the director of Amelie a little bit, but not as prolific. Yeah, they, he was. He should have done more OCD hmm. about his shots. That said, I did not care for Amelie. Yeah, it's all right. I haven't seen Amelie. I mean, it's worth a Maybe watch. We'll do that next yeah. week. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I, did you guys? I, I want to do a Clockwork Green. <laughs> Clockwork Green. We're going to do Reservoir Dogs with Mr. Clockwork Orange. That would be fun. Um, bad joke. <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, all the Beethoven stuff all the way through? I thought I loved that, actually. Me too. That was like his one connection to humanity, and then they abused it on him. And I love the that. foreshadowing, the best use of it, <clears throat> and the doorbell. When the doorbell yeah. rings mm-hmm. at the That's, at the that's end. just good theming. Very good foreshadowing. Yes. I, you know, it's su- it it makes him such a nuanced character for how awful he is, because yeah, it just seems like he's at the very core of him. He's driven by his most base desires. He is the id. Yeah, I he guess is so. The id, who has no super. Id ego. loves Beethoven. <laughs> well, he loves. He just does the thing that the, the id does. Well, what's interesting is how when they when he realizes they're using Beethoven in the in the treatment, he calls like, it a sin. Stop! Yeah. Stop out! Because he can appreciate. That's the one thing he. Like appreciate that, that's the one thing about that. The that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the one thing that's sacred and divine to him. Yep. Hmm. Um, what did you guys think of all the various uh, kind of mental flashes that he had, like almost dream dream the, flashes? He goes back to Jesus time, and he, yeah, he's, he's the one he's whipping the Jesus, <laughs> like whipping Jesus. He's having sex with the handmaidens. There's the one where he just is imagining like destruction and volcanoes, and then it's like three flashes of him as a vampire. Yeah, yeah. What about the I one at the very those. end? I thought those were, and then the one at the very end where he's like, I didn't know who was watching him have sex with whoever that was. Hmm. Was he yeah. in heaven? Was that know. heaven? Thank you. All sure. Man. Okay. I don't know that it matters. I liked the mystery behind all of those. See, what, what I liked I, the like coloring and what, texture. What's great about Stanley Kubrick? There's also what's bad about it too, in my opinion, is that when you're when you're younger watching, you don't like them. Like, you know, uh, I, I like them, but like you don't you don't really get them. But as you're older, like, oh, oh, you know. Right. But what's great about it is, comp- especially compared compared to this day and age, everybody needs like let's compare it to mother. You know, everybody needs. To I be love sp- when we do that. Well, <laughs> but it's the total opposite of, of a Stanley Kubrick movie. Where you try to be arty, but you spoon feed everything, you're hand fisted and everything. You make it very, you ever get that? You know, yeah. clear to the audience. Mm-hmm. Whereas a good storytelling, as Stanley Kubrick um, understood, that you know, you give them enough, but what he'll never tell it, like he's never going to tell you because you can interpret whatever you want out of it. Well, I. I, you mean, I'm glad that you said the word artsy because I don't even see Kubrick movies as being artsy. No, but a good art, a good art, a good storyteller. Right. I'm not even thinking about artsy, but like it, you have the artsy uh, filmmakers now that are artsy. This was it's art, all style over substance, but it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's just bullshit. Well, in the case of Kubrick, it's <laughs> it ends up being artsy at the end of the day, but he does it so. Matter of factly, that it doesn't come off as pretentious. Well, it's no. The thing about it, he is, really try. No, he's not trying to. He's not trying to to impress anyone. To, uh, impress himself. Yeah. He's not trying to give him a hand job. He's got his ideas and he he's just presenting wants to, he them. He just really well, wants just, to try to make the best thing he can to make it as perfect as possible. Well, there's just something you know? so obviously, to me, so obviously genius that you can see all through it. The fact I didn't know that that's what the budget was at the start. Me neither. That and you can just tell somebody to be able to take that budget with the equipment of the time, yeah. with this story, and to make that. There's just something 
impressive about yeah. that ability to do that. I'm that, gonna check the it, inflation on that. Like to it, it hey. goes back to like so, <laughs> it goes back to somebody who um, we've talked about this a lot. Like this, how scarcity just uh, scarcity makes a much brings, more respectable movie. Scarcity brings breeds creativity. And then when you combine that with Stanley Kubrick, like it, there's just something but about this. He also this, knows yeah. his craft. On right. all facets. Exactly. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows the camera better than the cinematographer. He uh, can write. He, 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 can, he can do everything. Well, and he, under, to me, yeah. he understands the source material. Like we were talking before. He understands his medium. He, he knows his tools. He well, understands the source and he changes it exactly. when necessary. Exactly. He, he, he makes updates to it um, or it makes... Uh, additions, uh, like I'm guessing, some of these flash, these dream sequences we were just talking about aren't like explicit in the book, but he's adding them because he knows, and he knows that the audience that's gonna. He also knows resonate. the audience. So, like, there's a part I listened to an interview Michael or M Malcolm McDowell talk about in the brainwashing sequence. Like, there's a shot of Hitler and the bombings and stuff. He goes, "Like, well, that's not scary at all." He's like, he's like, "I know," but he goes, "He goes, but you can't show, you can't do too much terrifying because you'll." You'll lose the audience. Mm -hmm. So he knew that we had to do this right here because it's still brainwashing, but we do so much like, you know, in the book, I guess it's like there's eyes being poked out and all, all these different things that are graphic right. and shit. But he said, you'll lose your audience. You lose you lose the people if you do it that way. You still imply all that stuff. You can still get where you're going with it. I mm -hmm. mean, let the imagination yeah, do it. Mean, he didn't, well, he didn't it, really show any penetration. Nowadays, someone will show penetration and stuff. He, I mean, he showed a lot. But the imagination filled in the gaps of like how awful it was. Yeah, you know. Uh, for reference on the budget, uh, was it two point two million? Yes. Uh, today that would be just shy of fourteen million. So that's, that's a pretty low budget like movie. That's nothing. Very cheap movie. What yeah. was it? Was that like twenty million? Star Wars was ten no, million. No, it had to have been more than. Was that. Star Wars ten million? I I forget. Five million, ten million. But the point is, it's a very low budget. <laughs> a very low budget. Very low. Hmm. Um, but he probably spent a lot of time on film stock. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of money on. That's where the money went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the film stock. <laughs> Re I mean, geez, recut. Dude. We shot two weeks of footage. They'll release yeah. the Zack Snyder cut later. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. But it makes you. It makes you like. It's. I don't know. Nowadays, it feels like now movies, most movies that we see, mainstream movies that we see, they hire young directors that they can control. And don't paint out too. Uh, don't you can be kind of our, your own person, but don't paint outside the numbers. You because know, if you do, we'll lose money. And if you see the trend, you know, and maybe a lot of times we see in Hollywood, oh, this guy's blackball. But maybe he wanted to be more like you know, do his own thing, you know. And because, but we're gonna tarnish him and this. Someone said the actual Josh Trank, you know, Fantastic Four movie was actually a better movie. But the studio meddled so much that it ruined it. Well, you know what I mean? that to me is why I was talking about the budget almost a little bit is because the motivation wasn't profit based, and the risk the risk wasn't the risk. Now is we're going to pump a ton of money into it, and it has to make a lot of. Yeah. So it's just a self fulfilling well, profit. Idea, it's, it's a bigger it's a bigger mine. Yeah, it's my a, idea, a, boys, yeah, is it like sort of a respectable studio? I think there's an big. important dis uh, distinction to be made. Profits aren't bad. No. But demanding them is. Well, demand like all that sells now, and I think the audience is getting dumber, in my opinion. I really, I do. am getting dumber. Well, I really do think, and I'm not, I'm not mad at it. It's just you, you know, like no one has the attention span anymore, 
and no one no one wants to sit and watch something like oh look, Lion King is going to give you all this money. I heard they're going <laughs> to. I heard. I hope this is not true. I hope this is like an Onion article. But the but Bob Iger announced after they bought Fox that they're going to make a home, reboot Home Alone. I have heard that actually. Yeah. Why? They are good. Why? Because the movie's not good enough. And Why don't you money? make some? Because no, because because they they, they they can't be creative. They just want to. They just profit and make money. They don't want to make something new. See, I you know? I go I go in a different direction on the blame on that. I think they're just following marketing trends and they're just giving people what they think they well, want. People so, need, don't need that. People agreed. need to change. People. I like, agree. Come on, people. What's wrong with you, people? Wake up, sheeple. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they will. It's, I mean, it's, it's also happening on not on entertainment scale, just in a societal scale, too. People are just sheep and sheep, 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 society. sheep. <laughs> the dogs. Can we? Can we all do a society? society. There we go. Can we I'm get happy. that clip? Right. Can we get that clip? That, that clip should, that should just be on on the board. We should yeah. do. A, we should do a clip where we do the, you know, the entertainment uh, opening. You know, I almost. Halloween. We also do. We did hamburgers. That's or true. Cheeseburgers. Let's do the Halloween. They're creaky and they're creepy. We can do we'll Halloween. We'll do that next. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We got to wrap this up. Before uh, we wrap it up, I almost did an opening for this show where uh, Alex is watching the, the theater, the bad movies, and he's screaming, and it cuts to Ben going, <laughs> from the Lion King episode. <laughs> no, you. That would have been really funny. funny that would be funny, but I think it would be funny if we just showed clips from Mother. <laughs> no! That's not how you make a movie. No! It's a sin. Yeah, it's a sin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any any last thoughts before? We, why don't we just rate the movie? Okay, sure. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I give this movie a hard eight. That's two fours. Yeah, I think I think that's what you ended up there for Taxi Driver too. Yeah. Uh, any anything we haven't talked about to inform that or. We can go to Ben too. I mean, it's 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 just a very good all around movie. Is it perfect? I don't know. I don't have any problem with it. Pretty much anywhere. I don't anywhere. think the movie really is perfect. No, to be honest with you, this is get that out of the bag. I'll watch it again because I'm curious about this. The and techniques. I absolutely would too. I think as a technician, as someone who appreciates film, I, I like to see what he does, like in terms of lighting and in terms of pacing and the technician factor is and, definitely and, mine. And, and, and technician and story okay. and to the amb and ambiguity. Of the whole thing that you know, it's like that's really smart. Um, is it a perfect movie? I don't think so. I give it an eight too, but but I, I think you know, if you want to learn film, I think definitely just kind of Kubrick's about starting absorb man. absorb him. You know, mm -hmm. he's and he didn't make that many films because he was so obsessed with making making a film perfect. Mm -hmm. And I th they, I think that's why he's not uh, an artistic director. You know what I mean? As we would say, he's he's just. A craftsman. Yeah, craftsman is a yeah. good word. Notable is that this movie omits the the denouement from the book, where it talks about Alex getting back into society after after having his treatment reversed. I'm glad after they left the it reversal. out. After the reversal, yeah, that's a good. It was a good. Interesting. What happened that, that? I haven't read the book in a long, long mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. I read it like in high school, and I don't remember. It's it was pretty dull. I remember that. Anticlimactic. Yeah, maybe that was the point. Yeah. I uh, so. A couple things we haven't talked about that will inform mine is for one, I think Malcolm McDowell was amazing. Yeah. Like just this amazing, amazing Very good performance. Actor. Can we also see amazing. The, the, the way that not just the costumes, but in the performance of the duality that he had of being like innocent, naive to like evil and sinister. Yep. Totally, it was almost like there's two different actors. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I thought he did an amazing job. I also thought 
now hearing how the book was a little bit dull, I thought the story pacing in this movie was amazing. Uh, like also, phenomenal. it's a long movie, but it plays out pretty it, fast. Like at the twists and turns, at like w- the timing of each one and the escalation, and then mm. how he like uh uh peppers in these little random yeah. background details or dreams or whatever. And it was believable to the guys to rebel on him after he hits like one guy yeah. in the walls at the very beginning. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it was believable like And then how everything comes back to I like I like movies that and this one did it in a very uh I mean, every there's no movie with a story like this. I can't, or at least None this that seems like the with. first one. This is like the first and only one. If you were going to talk about the the plot that is this movie, um, so I mean, all of that, and I really liked. There was one line where they kind of ham fisted. It was the uh, when the minister guy said that he's paradoxically compelled to good by being compelled to evil. Like how, like I liked that explicit line because I think it was the whole movie. I give this a, a nine. Uh, I think it's better than Taxi Driver. I think it's better than Taxi Driver. I do too, um, but, but I, barely. I, yeah, barely. Um, was, yeah, I mean, it's a, lot a great of fun movie. To watch I think it's more interesting. It's one of those movies where I planned to watch it in like chunks because I was busy with other stuff, and I I ended up just powering through it because I didn't want to get away from it. Most Stanley Kubrick films are interesting to analyze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what keeps me coming back to him is there's things to analyze and the technician factor. Yeah, I think as a craftsman and someone who wants to learn the craft, I mean, but of course, you know. Look no further. He, and he's not the It's I mean, no it, it's Care Bears the, in Wonderland. Right. But, clearly. Right. No. But we don't want to Why <laughs> compare? Yeah. Yeah. It's a waste of time. It is. <laughs> Next week, Care Bears in Wonderland again. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> Uh, no, I have no idea what we're doing next week. Uh, although, if you are one of our patrons, uh, our next vote is up, which we will do at the end of this month for August. It's a, sh- uh, a showdown vote between four uh, Jim Henson-type movies. Right. Uh, right. I remember. Oh, yeah, that. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, so one of those is what we will do at the end of the month. I don't Can know. Can we find another society movie for next week? Uh, I think we'll have to. Okay. I think we'll just I keep there's this another. rolling. There's no... Unless, there's Why no, ruin a good thing? No new movies. This is more up, interesting. So. Um... All Although, this, we do this for like 10 weeks leading up to the Joker movie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the uh, Scary Stories movie's coming out this week. I don't watch that. You're not interested in even no, seeing it? No, because I saw the preview and it disappointed me. Oh, you're out. Okay. I love, it looks I, like schlocky modern horror it stuff. It does. I'm done. I'm done. They, they ruin we'll, everything. We'll pick a society movie for next <laughs> week. I think that's that's our brand now. This is the society. We're done of, with the environment. It's society, society now. Society of madness. Let's see here. What's yeah. a good one here? Really big show. Really big show. All right. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan is about society. <laughs> it's like, you will bow down before us. All right. It's about the environment. Good night. Goodbye, everybody. They're killing the swamps. <laughs>